So I gotta suit up, suit up Cause you ain't gonna let up Here's your host, Kevin Warren. Kel Gundy has won more football games as a player and coach at the University of Oklahoma than anyone, 277 total. But in August of 2022, he repeated a racial slur he read from one of his players' iPads, which were lyrics to a rap song that was written down, and ended up resigning his position. Kale is the younger brother of Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy and also has a sister, the oldest of the three siblings. Kale lost his mom, Judy, in August of 2020. In this episode, we talk about both life-changing moments in the month of August and how he developed his relationship with Christ and about the incredibly athletic family that the Gundys are. Grew up in Midwest City. Mom and dad, mom was a stay-at-home mom that took care of us. You know, cooked, cleaned, um, you know, ran us to practices, anything and everything, and instilled the, the love, the backbone of the family. My dad worked at uh, Tinker Air Force Base out there for over 30 years. He also, he and a, a, his one of his best friends owned a, a lawn spraying company that um, he, he still has to this day. Sister Carrie was the oldest and brother Mike. Uh, was the in the between us, and I was obviously the young one. And um, uh, you know, our our family was um, it, we were a sports family. We um, very fortunate and blessed to be raised by a, a, a mom and dad who were um, you know they taught us right from wrong. Um, you know how to work hard, uh, how to compete. Um, how to have respect, you know, do things right, and if you didn't, you were going to be disciplined. But we we had a we were we we had a great upbringing, and uh, we were very fortunate being raised in Midwest City at the time. My sister was a a really good athlete. She was a softball player. She was uh, which was slow pitch back then, but softball and basketball. My uh, obviously Mike was a uh, really good football player, baseball player. We also grew up wrestling. Wrestling is really big in Midwest City. Um, and, um, you know, Dad was a great athlete, uh, quarterback, baseball player, basketball player. Uh, he went to Crooked Oak in Oklahoma City. He was an all-state all in uh, multiple sports. And uh, But our life kind of, you know, we uh, our, our parents treated us great and gave us everything we we needed to um, be as successful as we could be whether in school or sports and um, you know was was fortunate to be in Midwest City we were all on a lot of really good teams you know what it didn't matter if it was football or baseball or whatever we dominated from the the day I first started competing in t-ball and um, you know to uh, football. I mean, my brother and I both played in Little League World Series, which you see in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, um, for the Oklahoma Outlaws. Um, you know, we played in, or I, I played in American Legion World Series baseball. I mean, we just always dominated, and uh, we we had a great community, and everybody was very very close, and it kind of, um, you know, it was just. It was just meant to be for us to to be successful 
whether on the field or off the field and uh, with sports or away from sports in life. So let me ask you about faith and, um, uh, you know, was that instilled? Was church a big part of, of growing up? So it actually, with, with me, um, it started to get more on, in my life once I got to college. Um, mom tried to um, get us involved. My mom was raised in a Catholic family um, in Flint, Michigan, and um, when we were very little, we were going to Catholic church, and uh, which is which can be tough and challenging at times. Um, but we, you know, I I think where we kind of got away from a family was we were just so much involved in sports and in when you play baseball and you play tournaments and, and as much as like my brother and I played, like we would play, we, we play 75, 80, 85 games in the summer. We would play, we would play from April through August. I mean, we would come back two a days would already be starting and we'd be still finishing up baseball. And, we would be playing baseball tournaments, and baseball tournaments were always Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. You know, mm-hmm. you'd be at the park till 9 o'clock on Sunday night. And my father, uh, his grandpa- his parents, my grandparents lived in Meeker, Oklahoma, and they, they lived on a farm. So <laughs> if, if we had a day off in the summertime uh, for some reason that we weren't playing in a baseball tournament on Saturday and Sunday – at seven o'clock in the morning, we were driving to Meeker, Oklahoma, and we were working on that farm all day. <laughs> and um, so we, um, you know, my mom was really trying to find a way for us to get us to, to church, uh, but it, it we just had tough times, and we just didn't seem to stick with it. Um, and she talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, and we always talked about it as a family, and uh, it was just tough. But my uh, faith got stronger once I got in college. When I got to OU and, um, you know, started to get around um, more players that come from different backgrounds and and um, listen to, you know, their upbringing and, and their story and, and – Many of them had spent a lot of time in the church, and uh, you know, just you know, the talks that you have, uh, the you know, the the chapels that you have within the team and during the season, um, it started to get more and more important in my life, and I started to take it more serious at that time. I want to ask you about your mom because you brought her up in a conversation you and I had uh, down in Dallas at the Big Twelve. Uh, coaches and players event uh, at AT AT&T Stadium and uh, I had asked you at that time about visiting with your brother Mike uh, on that on the day that OSU was down there and and you you said well I I didn't even say a word to him we didn't talk at all and you mentioned that if your mom had been in the stands how upset she would have been with the two of you for not taking the time to talk to each other and I love that because um you know, I see uh, this, you know, these deep roots of family being so important that your mom helped instill in you. And 
I know we're coming up on yeah. three years that I think it's three years that she's been gone, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. And I just I wonder how the dynamic um, has changed because you know we've all heard the stories of you know whenever you guys would get together for family dinners, there would be no football talk allowed at the at the dinner table. Since she's been gone, and of course now the last year you've been out of football, but uh, even before then when you still were, did you still abide by those social rules that she laid out? Kevin, we our life, we still live our life like our mother is with us. Uh, we talk about her all the time. Um, you know, it, it could just be. Um, you know, me being at my, my dad's house and just my dad and I, or, you know, you know, my dad and I are on the phone or talking to my sister or Mike, the grandkids, which are my nieces, um, and nephews. Um, I mean, everybody talks to grandma, you know, um, every, everything is, well, you know, grandma would be proud or grandma wouldn't like this. Um, you know, so. We live our life like she's still with us, and, uh, you know, we were a very, very close family, and we still are to this day. Um, you know, the, obviously the family's gotten bigger. My sister had three three daughters, um, three of my nieces, and, and um, they have families that have grown, and they were great athletes. Two of them played softball for Patty. One played at OSU. Um, and then she got hurt and, and had to stop playing. But, um, you know, my brother's got all of his family. You know, my kids, my son and my daughter are close. I mean, we've got, we've got family group texts that, um, you know, that we text through every single day. And, um, you know, it, that, was, um, that was taught to us by – um, by by my mom and, and um, you know our, our mom and our grandma she was the one that taught us that um, that was the most important thing you know um, she wanted us to love one each other and, and to treat each other great and um, she was always there for us uh, was always there for everybody and uh, but um, no she's a very much so. I mean, we talk about her just like she's sitting in that back seat or she's sitting at the table with us at dinner. Kale, has there been a moment in the last three years that really um, caught you off guard in it being an emotional moment because your mom wasn't there? Oh, I think, you know... Not, I don't know if there's one in particular. I mean, you know, when I get, um, you know, deep into conversation, you know, sometimes it can get emotional. Um, you know, I, I, I still, to this day, I mean, I probably, you know, in the last 10 days done it a couple of times, you know, I, I will, I'll want to pick the phone up and call her, you know, um, you know, she's on my, She's on my screensaver on my phone, and and uh, you know I still have her her uh, contact in my phone, and um, you know it's just we were we were a close family. It was built on you know she instilled the love, and and 
being good to one another, and that was the most important thing is that, you know, that we treated people well and we loved our family and, and uh, you know, everybody got along. That's, that was the most important thing to her. Do you have anything, uh, maybe a, a, a last recording, a voicemail from her that you've kept and, and have gone back to listen to at all? I don't have, um, I don't have the uh, voice recordings, but I have text messages. I have, you know, stuff that she has sent me. You know, back then that was, you know, stuff on social media, on Facebook or whatever. Um, you know, so I, um, yeah, so, but, you know, nowadays in social media, um, you wake up one morning and there'll be some, there'll be a picture of you and your mom on there, mm-hmm. you know, that Facebook show you from a few years ago or from the family. And, um, you know, so yeah, it, it's not a day that goes by that, that, you know, that not only myself, but all the family doesn't think about my mom just because of the type of person and, and how great she was to all of us. Well, that was on August 4th when you lost her those years ago. Last year, August 7th, rolled around, and uh, that changed, um, obviously, your life and the life of your family to a degree, and then a lot of other people around you when you resigned um, of, as from being a coach at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, and, and this interview isn't about the specifics of what was uh, done and said to to eventually um you decided that resigning was the best thing for everybody involved but i do want to talk to you about going through that process and i know that people were really mean and hurtful there were also a lot of people that were really great for you and supportive of you and to me, you know, losing your mom and then having to basically lose a job that you'd had for decades, um, those are the times where we really have to lean on that love of Christ to get us through things. And and I wonder if, if you know, as your faith grew over the years, um, if that was something that really got you through what happened a year ago. Well, there's, there's no doubt uh, that um, that, that has helped me. And, you know, everybody's different. Um, everybody's belief is different. Um, everybody has a different, um, level of belief. Um, you know, but sports is, um, I believe 100% what has gotten me closer to Christ and, and having, allowing me to have a stronger faith. I do the sports. I, I, I think that's the number one reason. Um, again, because of, you know, you get into college and the, all the FCAs and uh, all the chapels and all the guest speakers and then the relationships that you build and and then you, um, you know, some people have uh, that are the, you know, people that will speak on Saturdays of game days to our chapels. They'll have books and you'll pick up a book and you'll read it. So, you know, my faith grew due to sports, and um, I have 
seen it. I've believed it. I've, I've heard the message of so many um, that that I became a believer. And, um, um, you know, there was so many moments that were very touching and, and uh, you know, just can almost really change your life that, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And, you know, it's called it's called life. You know, life isn't um, always fair. Life isn't always um, good. Um, you know, but but that is life. And, and if you if you can understand that and believe that, and and understand that, um, understand the path that you're on. Understand that you know the man above has a uh, he's got a plan for you. And um, you know, I'm I'm 51 years old. I, I've I've lived a great life. I've got a wonderful wife. She's been a great mother. She's been a great wife. Uh, I've got two beautiful kids uh, that are great people. Um, you know, I've got great family. I've had, I've had, um, you know, great jobs. Uh, great opportunity to be a football coach at the University of Oklahoma. I've enjoyed a lot of success. You know, I mean, I, I've if. If something happened and, and, and today was my last day, I've lived a full life, and 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 I I'm comfortable with that. I really, really am. And um, but knowing um, and building that love and that trust um, for the man above over the years has definitely um, you know made who made me who I am as a person, and. Um, I, um, you know, I look at, I, everything I look at, I look at through his eyes and, uh, I don't, I don't, um, I don't get upset when things, um, uh, happen to me or something happens to my family that I don't like. Uh, I just, I understand that there's a plan and, um, you know, like I said, he, he's given me a beautiful life and a beautiful family, and, and um, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more. I love the fact that you are moving on, and you and I had a chance to, to visit that other time, too, and uh, even not necessarily just on the air, but off the air as well. And, and I will say, I mean, I've known of you <laughs> for a very long time because I've I've been in Oklahoma media uh, for a very long time. And, you know, at one time, I mean, I went to uh, every, you know, press luncheon down in Norman uh, for many, many years. I was the in-house press box announcer for uh, the last few years of John Blake's years and the first year of your uh, tenure at, at Oklahoma in 1999 with Bob Stoops. And, and I've been around the program, uh, and so I've seen you from afar. I just hadn't had a chance to actually visit with you until uh, just recently in the last couple of months. But it just seems to me that you are genuinely in a good place and are okay with where you're at, not necessarily okay with what happened, but okay with how your life has turned since then. Well, and, and because I believe, because I know who I am, you know, my, my friends, my family, you know, my teammates, uh, my players that I coached that I, that, you know, that players that I recruited, uh, families of, 
my former players, they know who I am and and you know, they know they know who Kale Gundy is and, and uh, you know, I I I um, I can lay my head down on a, my pillow at night and I'm in a good place and um, you know, hey, what happened happened but you know, I, I put a lot of time in there. I'm the winningest player coach in the history of Oklahoma football. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, that, that, I mean, would would Barry Trammell came to me and said, "Hey, I'm going to do a story on this." I, I, it was it like hit me in my face, like, wow, you know. And um, you know what? It's time to move on. I, and there's other things I've wanted to do in life, and I'm starting to do some of those other things in life. And and you know, I, I had six great years there when my son was a student coach and a GA there. He was my roommate on the road for every every away game, bowl game, championship for six straight years. And you want to talk about priceless? I mean, unbelievable. You know, whether it's in the Rose Bowls, the Orange Bowls, the Sugar Bowls, um, you know, playing at Ohio State, playing at, at – at Notre Dame, uh, you know, uh, Tennessee. I mean, the the moments that that we've had the opportunity to be together during those times are unbelievable. But, you know, again, it, like I said, it's a book of life, you know, and, and uh, you know, you've you got to have a vision to go forward and to go on a straight path, but you're going to be knocked off that path at time, but you got to get back on. That's just part of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It's okay to get knocked off your path. It's okay to make the wrong turn. It's just, can you get back on and keep going forward? And, and uh, hey, like I said, let, let somebody else go do it. I, and and uh, I want to go do other things, and that's what I'm doing, and, and uh, you know, it's given me even more time to be around my family more, uh, you know, which being in Oklahoma and raising your kids here, uh, you know, we raised our both both of our children pretty much were raised here the whole time and and being a college coach that that's less than one percent that does not happen you know most coaches are moving every three years and and uh picking up and living in new houses and and your and your children have to have new friends and you know they're not they don't live down the street from their aunts and uncles or their grandparents and so like i said it, it um you know there's a there's this gigantic book of life and on page 238,652 down in the bottom right hand corner there's a little bitty paragraph about Kale Gundy and his incident and then you turn the page and you go on mm-hmm. you forgot about it you, you just keep going well I gotta ask you because of, of all the, all those years as a player and a coach and then all of a sudden no football and while you've been able to enjoy this time and doing other things what is it maybe about um the, this time of year, getting geared up for the start of a season, uh, maybe something that you really miss, uh, and maybe maybe more than one, but maybe one thing that you're glad. I know one thing you're glad you're not a part of because you've told me this: the portal and NIL. Uh, but but yeah. but specifically, maybe what about getting geared up at this time of year for an upcoming season that you miss and that you don't miss? Well, there's there's. There's there's a bunch of things, but the biggest thing that I miss, and um, the biggest thing that I don't miss is the same thing, 
and I know that's strange, and I'm going to tell you, but I I always love camp. Um, and I, I, what I mean by camp is when your players report in August, and you know for the next three or four weeks, you're going through what we you know what we call camp. It used to be two days. There's no more two days. But you're basically with your players. You wake up, you're in meetings at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're with them on and off all day long in meetings, practices, walkthroughs, breakfast, lunches, and dinners uh, till 9 o'clock at night. And I love that time because everybody was together, and it was all football. It was all football, football. And, you know, to go through it, in about a four-week period, you know, the first week everybody's excited, and then the second week your guys are starting to get tired and starting to get a little sore, and the third week guys are even more tired, they're sunburned and they're cranky. It's like, it's like, it's a family. It's like living with a family, and it's just challenging times. And uh, I, I miss being around um, those times because we, we were together all day long. The coaches, uh, the players, uh, the meals, the walkthroughs. I mean, that's where you became a close, close family. Uh, on the flip side of that, uh, it's also what I, I'm, I, I don't miss. I, I was, you know, I was laying in bed last night. I told my wife, I said, I said the boys are back at it. I said, they're, they're in. Uh, whether practice has started or not, this is the week that everybody's back and coaches are up there late at night and uh, they're getting up and going early. I, I know it sounds strange, but I don't miss doing that all day long now. Mm-hmm. I, I miss having my freedom and, and doing my things. I, I, you know, I'm at that time in my life where my wife is too, that we don't, you know, we, we get up early in the mornings, whether it's, 5.30, you know, we have coffee, and she's got to get ready. She's a lawyer. She's got to go to work every day. And um, I uh, I go out on the patio, and uh, we've got a, a Bengal cat. He t- I take him out. He likes to run around the backyard, and I have my coffee, and then, uh, you know, start looking at my emails and, you know, deciding what I'm going to do the rest of the day. But I'm on my own terms. I don't have, I don't have to go anywhere unless – it's something that I'm currently doing now, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but there, there's a lot of things that I could talk about, but that is that's the one thing that that I miss, and that's the one thing I'm glad I'm not doing is just being able to have that freedom. I I can pick, I can load up in my truck tomorrow and go up to my lake house. You know, <laughs> I can here a couple here a couple weeks ago, uh, my wife and I and her her dad, my father-in-law went to Yellowstone National Park and had one of the greatest. Uh, vacations, trips I've ever been on, and um, I can do those things. You know, I can still play in golf tournaments. You know, I can go watch my former players uh, play NFL games, which I I did last year, and I'm going to this year. So I'm in a I'm I'm in a great place right now, and uh, you know I am uh, very content uh, with with what I'm doing and who I am, and you know my life right now. Well, I'll tell you, Kale, I, I appreciate this time so much. And, I, and you know, just thinking about you and your story, um, a lot of scripture comes to mind. But one that really stands out to me is in Proverbs 9.9. And it says, give teaching to a wise man, 
and he will become wiser. Give training to an upright man, and his learning will be increased. And and I see that's where you're at in your life. And listen, God bless you, Kale. Uh, God's got great plans for you. Uh, as long as a person, I think, has always got their eyes open and their ears wide and ready for uh, what you know, is next that uh, God had in store for them, then uh, he'll use you. And I know he's already done that, and I know he'll continue to do that. But thank you for being a part of Suit Up. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. My thanks to Kale Gundy for being part of Suit Up. If you'd like to hear more interviews like this, just go to suitup611.com. So I got to suit up, suit up, because you ain't going to let up.